RC Plane Lab Podcast. I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. You know what I learned? No, what'd you learn? I actually learned something very handy. This week? Yeah. Oh, it's good to learn new things. It is. Debonder works on cell phones. What? <laughs> no, so when I was building down here, I was I had my glue sitting out. Okay. And I knocked it over, my super glue, <gasps> on my phone screen. Oh, no. Yeah. But you know what? Debonder works on cell phones. Nice. So I just, I put it on there, let it set for about 10 minutes and came right off. It wasn't no a lot, but there was but like several, the yeah, several, yeah, the several dots. Droplet. I'll be darned. To where I didn't really notice it until I was using my phone. And I was like, <laughs> what is on here? I can't, I can't get it off when huh. I'm trying to scroll. And it was annoying. That's interesting. Yeah. So Debonder works on cell so phone is, screens. Is it a glass screen? I'm, I'm assuming it's probably a glass. I would assume so. I mean, that's I don't know. good to know. I would, I would, it doesn't because have a, I mean, yeah, when I'm building down in my work area, I've always got my phone, you know, nearby. Yeah. Cause you never know when you might need to take a picture of something <laughs> or listen to music or whatever you <laughs> or have right, a podcast too. plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but exactly. yeah, so I mean, like it literally like puddled on top a little bit and stuff. And I, like I said, I didn't notice it, picked it up when I was doing stuff and then came back to it later. I'll be darned. I was like, oh, shucks. Well, there you go, everyone. Yeah. You get uh, you get CA on your <laughs> cell phone? Debonder. As long as I would say it's not in a weird like corner right. place. I was looking afterwards just on the screen. But yeah, so anyway, it worked out great. Well, good deal. Cleaned off now. And that's a relatively new phone, right? Oh heck no. Oh, I thought you were talking about getting a new phone with the I was talking about getting talking. a new phone oh, you because just have I it, yeah. have an old phone <laughs> and I need to upgrade. No, I think Got my it. phone Okay. I think the phone I have came out in like two thousand sixteen. So it's a very old phone. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, it's beyond as far as cell age. phones go, yeah. yeah, that's that's. But it still works, so I don't want to replace yeah. it. Mine's not quite that old. I think I got mine in eighteen. I think. I don't know, but it works. So. And no glue on it, and so I don't have any glue good. on it yet. <laughs> right. Anyway, but I always, I keep a screen protector on mine too. I so. don't. I. That's I, a bold move. It is, and I actually usually do not have a case on it either because I don't like how bulky it gets with the case. And I find, knock on wood or something, <laughs> I have never broken a phone screen. Never? never? No, I haven't. Wow, that's I know. Something. And my wife makes fun of me all the time because when I drop my phone, because I do drop it, when I drop it, I kick it. I don't know why. It's just a habit. Like, I try and catch it with my foot so oh, it doesn't hit the ground, so, but then yeah, I usually- To break the fall. Yeah, then I usually just send it across the room, <laughs> but I've never broken a screen. That's impressive. My wife has broken a screen. I, oh, I yeah. know this is way off topic, but we were doing a hay rack ride several years ago for Halloween. Right. She dropped the phone off of the hay rack. Oh, dear. Didn't tell me as I was coming back on the same area that we were doing the hay rack ride in, and I ran, ran over, over the it. phone, and it, it, I mean, it was curved. I mean, it was like a U. Nice. So anyway, 
You can make fun of her for that sometimes. I will. Because I sure do. I'll remember that. And I think she did it on purpose because she wanted a new phone. Oh, so she's playing the whole, right. oh, I dropped my phone. Oh, I can't oh, believe I you can't ran believe over you it. Ran over oh, my it's all phone. your fault. I got to buy a new one You owe one me now. a new phone. Yeah, well, okay. it comes out of the same pot, so it doesn't matter. But yeah. Well, right. Anyway. So yeah. Airplanes. There we go. Airplanes. <laughs> Let's talk about some airplanes. Let's do it. That's what we're here to do. It is I mean, what we're here to do. It is an RC plane lab podcast so we should talk about planes i wasn't going to talk about like <laughs> helicopters so i feel like hey, you i just got about cell phones feel like i just got minutes, in trouble so. you know i'm sorry before we start though i do want to say something <laughs> i would like to thank all of our patrons oh, that yeah. have decided to sponsor us and and yes. and help us out uh we also had i don't want to call him out uh but we had a very nice uh donation yes today. very generous um and i i very appreciate or i very much appreciate uh everybody that's helped us yeah. out Yep. And just be looking forward to some uh, more things from us coming up in the future. Yeah, we we definitely definitely have some uh, some stuff coming up that we're going to do. We're going to start doing some videos here very soon. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully by the first of the year, you can hit us up on YouTube. I think right. That is uh, that's our plan, but yep. I don't want to be tied to that date. Well, right, right. <laughs> it depends right. how long stuff takes to get here because we've ordered a bunch of stuff. Well, and there's definitely and it's not here yet. As you've discovered, there's a little bit of a learning curve too. Oh sure, so. but that's half the fun, right? <laughs> You're the tech guy. You're the one that has to learn it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. Hey, you signed up for this. I, wait, or did I? I, I, I well, know. I don't you know. both did, I guess. We're, yeah. We're all in this together. All right. So let's talk about what we did this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first because I'll be quick. Okay. Um, I did not, even though we had a four-day weekend, I know I plan on getting so much stuff done. I was very disappointed in the fact that my covering did not come in. Yeah, what's the deal with that? I, mean, I don't know. From, so, like, it's really not that far away. No, and even as of today, from. it has not moved. So I need to. Yeah. There's no updates. I need to call and find out. Yep. Um, because I think that warrants a phone call for sure. I ordered it last Monday, hoping I would have it by Wednesday, because it literally came from what two hours and forty five minutes north of us. Something like that. There's yeah. no reason I it's don't have close. it yet. Yeah. So this is day it's number not seven. Like it, it's coming from the West Coast or the East Coast to the Midwest. It's yeah. literally less than three hours away. Yeah. So that kind of took the wind out of my sails, yeah. and I didn't get as much done on it. I'm almost to the point where I'm ready for covering. Um, I think Which another, is awesome. An, yeah, another evening at work, and I'll be there. I got the uh, uh, the wing block in, the landing block for the landing gear the on landing the bottom. Block. Yep. Um, that's all in. I need to find landing gear, though. So I don't know exactly what I'm going to do yet. Um, I like my original thought was to use an extra pair of uh, of gear that I had for the Cavalier, um, but I don't think that's going to be tall enough. So hmm. I'm going to have to find something. Yeah. But that's that's not all that difficult. I'll uh, you know I'll yeah, be able to figure that I've out got, pretty quick. I've got a few sets we can look through too yeah. at home. So okay, yeah. Well, I'll I wouldn't mind <clears> maybe doing tomorrow. That. I'll I'll dig through and see what I've got. Because I know I have a a really heavy duty um, anodized black aluminum. Gear oh, I'd like that, that one. That I think it's I think it would be perfect for this. Tall enough. Actually. I think it would be tall enough. Yeah. So heavy. Um, not. I mean, it's it's an aluminum. You know, I think they used we used to call them dural dural aluminum landing gear. Anyway, uh, just a formed piece of. Aluminum sheet, basically, okay. shaped into a that's what, gear shape. That's what the Cavalier uses. Yeah. Well, this one's quite a bit bigger than the one you showed me. So Cool. Maybe I'll grab that and 
bring it out or something. Yeah, I like I like the bigger gear, and I, I need to get a little bit of height on it. Yeah, because being a, a tail dragger, it's going to need a little bit of, you know, because the, it's going to be in front of where the motors are. So I have to make up for that too. The gear is going to be mounted in front of the motors, so right. yeah. I'm going to have to do something with a little. Yeah, bit, you'll have to make sure a little you bit. Get prop. Actually, I don't know. Is it going to be? It, it might not be in front of the the props. Now that I think about it. Because I forgot those it might stick be out. behind them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, those stick out quite a bit. Which is, you know, even more because if you're going to rotate, then you're rotating the props down. Yeah, you know, behind. So, but I'll figure anyway. that out, and then once I get that done, I'm I'm really in good shape. I still have to do the 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 nose gear, not the nose gear, the nose the nose. I still have to shape the nose, <laughs> hey, the nose whatever nose. you call that. Um, but man, I'm I'm not looking forward to doing that either. This is another one of those things I think I'm afraid of doing. But once I do it, until it'll be you fine. do it, yeah, yep. that's gonna be like, oh, that was easy, right? So, yeah, and you can do that. I mean, hundreds of different ways. You can take one big block and carve it out, or you can build it up out of sticks to make it lightweight, and then smooth that with, you know, balsa sheet, make a framework. I mean, you can do it any number of different ways. Just use your imagination and be creative. I haven't thought about three D printing one, but I, I think I'd rather stick with actual balsa, okay. and then it can be covered like normal. That's true. Yeah, you wouldn't have to like paint it or anything. Yeah. Um, I did have one question for you though. Okay. So we talked before about doing the uh, the balsa with the, uh, you know, to kind of shape it, to wet it with the oh, yeah. Windex with ammonia. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, yes. do you have to let it dry first or can you just like glue it on when it's wet? Does that, does the uh, Windex oh. mess with the glue at all? Uh, so with CA, no. Okay. Um, but with with the the water based like Elmer's type uh, aliphatic aliphatic resins. resin. Yeah. Oh my god! Drinking game. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time I'm ever saying that. No, it's not. Um, now you're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it will potentially mess with that because that is a water based adhesive. And that's so, what I was thinking. Yeah. So so yeah, once you've got it kind of to the shape that you want it. Let, Let it dry, dry and then unless you're gonna use CA and you can CA it right away. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah, because I, I want to be able to sand it to shape a little okay. bit. I've I've done that before. I've I've had sheets, you know, wet before, uh, and to sort of lock them in that position, CA'd them to the structure. I've done that before yeah. while it was wet, and that works fine. Um but uh yeah, I mean with the uh with the aliphatic resin, I'll say it <laughs> one more time. Um yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't try to glue that down with it wet. Okay. Still, yeah. So let it dry. I did. Okay. Because I wasn't sure myself. But it's not glued so. on there yet. Well, no, because that was late one night, and I just haven't got back to it yet. So I noticed also <clears throat> that the I feel scared when you start no, 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 off no, no, like no. that. No, okay. No, no. Um, you're doing it. It's uh, coming. Uh, the grain running long ways. Mm-hmm. It it's a little harder to form that, as you've I'm sure discovered. Right. So you may have to do it a, a couple of times uh, because that the the long grain resists that bending more than doing a cross grain. I noticed that. You know what I'm saying? And the reason I, I, I'm doing it that way, though, is just for the width. Oh, no, I totally get it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting you do it the other way. I'm just saying you may have to form it a couple of times, you know, a couple of times getting it wet and forming it, getting it wet for, it, before it really before conforms it to the, yeah. But now that you say that, though, like it might be worthwhile for me to actually make the sheets up and do it. Cross, cross grain. grain because those measure of course i don't have a four inch wide balsa i have three inch <laughs> and i have six inch right and yeah. those measures uh three and an eighth inch wide oh 
So I'm wasting. Well, not wasting, but not really. You wasting, know, I'm, but no, yeah, I see. What it's you're expensive sheets that I'm using. Yeah, in order to right. to make them into two and seven eighth inch or two and seven eighth inch wide sheets. Yeah, and you're so, using eighth inch too, which will be a little even more difficult to yeah. form wet. Yeah. So maybe I'll. Yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll do that then. Because yeah. I, I I never thought it'll of it make that your way. life easier. It'll it'll shape better. I'm all way. for making my life easier. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. Um. Yeah, but so that's about all I have done. Um, well, I've that's decided- not it. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about stuff that you've gotten done. I mean, you say, I mean, you you really oversimplify it. Yeah, I installed a block for the nose, you know, for where I'm going to mount the gear. But what you didn't mention was how you reinforced everything inside where that where that block is mounted. You're right. I, I, mean, I reinforced not- everything inside where that block is mounted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. Okay. All right. I mean, if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. No, you know, I mean, I think I, our listeners I, might like to understand that it's necessary when you when you redesign or you alter or you get away from the plans. You you're putting gear in the nose of this thing where there wasn't gear designed to be. True. So you I had am to deviating. Reinf- yeah. So you had to reinforce the structure to handle the load of the of the landing gear block. You know, and the, yeah, and the resultant loads of landing and taking off. It. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're right. So the whole you know I mean? the whole nose of my airplane is going to look different than yours, because to put the landing block there, I did have to kind of put new formers in front of where that landing block was going, and then I built it up not only in front but behind a little bit more to take all the extra stresses that landing is going to take. And then I did put some blocks and stuff behind it to actually get it to that stringer that runs front to back. Right. Just so it's all tied in together. And then I actually ran a couple blocks too from the bottom all the way to the very top of the airplane. Yep. Uh, so it's going to be like right underneath where the uh, the canopy is going to mount. Yeah. And that way it kind of gives it a little bit more strength. Yeah, helps distribute the load of the impact of landing. Uh, and because stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it's not just an impact. It's more of a sheer force that you're going with too. So. Right. Yeah, you so, are correct. I did do that. Yeah, so I mean, um, that, you know, that's time consuming. Well, do, yeah, doing it that is. sort of thing. It is, and I I ended up doing it just out of plywood for the actual base uh, for where the gear is going to mount. Mm-hmm. Um, Aircraft plywood. He's talking about. And then I did. Uh, so when I did the nose, like I said, so that the shape is a little bit different than yours because it didn't look right going that three inches out and then coming at such a an angle up. So it's about a quarter inch lower than the former you know, wants it to be, I mm. guess, when you're talking about the actual shape no, of the, how the mean. airplane was supposed to be. Yep. Um, but by making that so much thicker uh, with balsa, it's going to give me a place, I, I think I would decide I'm going to put a mount up there before I actually cover it, and a mount on the turtle deck, maybe back towards the wing a little bit more, because that's a quarter inch uh, balsa back there too, mm-hmm. to mount cameras. Yes. I think... I. Th- think this is the best time to do it as opposed to waiting to when it's actually Oh, absolutely. Done. Yeah. And that uh, way, that way I can cover right over it even. And yep. if I decide not to cut it out, I don't have to cut it out. And if I do, you can just cut right around where that mount is going to be and then put a, I don't know, even 3D print or buy some sort of uh, like a knurled nut or something like that to screw into it so it looks finished. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to do the same thing after, you know, we talked a little bit before the, before we sat down to do this and... Um, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to incorporate one mount behind the canopy on the top of the turtle deck there because it's fairly substantial uh, balsa that I have up there for my, for my block. <laughs> Four-inch thick balsa. <laughs> it's <No>. pretty thick. 
Well, no, because I'm, I think, you know, I, used. well, I don't, I don't want to give anything away yet because I know it's not set in stone, but I'm quite excited about the camera you are getting yeah, uh, because you're going to be getting a, a 3D, or not 3D, <clears throat> a 360, 360 degree. degree camera. Yeah. I'm really so excited. That should be fun. Yeah. So because of that, also, with the stuff I did. Yeah, I don't want to count my chickens I, before they're hatched. Well, if you don't buy one, I'm buying one. But Santa Claus, I think, is, I think is hopefully going to bring me one. And if yeah. he doesn't, I'll just buy one. There you go. <laughs> but I, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So we, yeah, we have a lot of new toys coming and I'm very yeah. excited about. Yep. Yep. Me too. I actually, and I, I don't want to jinx myself, but I bought my first Apple product. Yeah. That really surprised me. All the research I did said Apple was the best for, uh, for right. video editing. Yeah. So um, I, I, mean, I had to buy a new computer for it and uh, that's the one I chose. Apple, though, I know that's I, yeah, I, I'm still I've been Windows my whole life. I've never mm -hmm. even used an Apple computer before I bought this one. And so, having used it for a few days now, what do you think? I like it actually. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it's fast compared to what I'm used to working with, right? Um, and well, there, still... I mean, anything you buy new right now is probably going to be faster than well, what you uh, yeah, my, are my laptop is to. three years old, I think, maybe, yeah. Um, and in <clears> computer age, that's that's old. It is. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But Apple came out with this new M1 processor and I don't know. There's just a, a whole bunch of stuff I don't understand. But that's what I bought. So well, you'll get there. I'll get there. You pick it up quick. Back to airplanes. We got way sidetracked again. I'm sorry. Well, I mean. Well, it is kind of about airplanes. Well, because we were talking about mounting cameras to yeah. the airplanes and what we're doing to the airframes of our current projects to accommodate that. So, yeah. No. I'm, I'm excited. I think those are going to be some cool looking videos. I can't wait. Actually. I can't either. Um, I mean, I've got you know, like a long time ago. Not to not to get way off topic here, but <laughs> quite a few years ago, I bought one of those little key fob cameras. You know, that records to a little yeah, SD card. I've seen the videos you shot on that. Very but, disappointing. But, but back then, that was really. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I'd never seen anything like that. I mean, yeah. granted, the the whole process was kind of a pain because you had to then take the camera off and download it, take it home, download it, and then you could count the lines that went across yeah, from the. It was, but I mean, the, the new uh, stuff that we're talking about doing is going to be so much cooler and yep, neater than that. I'm so excited. I like too. I don't often get excited about stuff, but I'm I'm excited about this. Yeah, I'm usually pretty like even keel with yep. stuff, and I I don't show too much emotion. But this is <laughs> this is gonna be a good one. Really, really, oh, I know, right? You know that. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're gonna incorporate some uh, some threaded inserts for your mounts. Yeah, camera mount. Think what else ahead. did you get done? Uh, that's about it. I mean, I think that's all the new stuff from from last week, right? Well, you got your dorsal mounted. I don't even know what that means, but apparently oh, the I did. sub fin, the the vertical sub fin that's on the bottom of the fuselage. I, I think that was think done that, last week. Oh, was it? Okay, maybe. All right. Well, it looks good. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. It really does. We'll have some more pictures online. Yeah. So uh, don't forget if you want to see what we're talking about and where we are. At this point, it will be on our website, yep. rcplanelab.com. Yep. Click on Duelist Build yep. Logs. Ron and I both have uh, have our Duelist Build Logs on there with uh, uh, almost up-to-date pictures because I got a lot done. Well, by the time this goes <laughs> out, it'll be up-to-date. Oh, well, that's true. So, um, because I'll have to put all the pictures online. But sometimes, yes. <laughs> and listen, everyone. No, I'm joking. I it's okay. Offered Just move on. to learn I, how to do that. And what did you tell me? You're too old and it would probably be too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't put it that way, but that's pretty much <laughs> what you meant, I think, when you when you tried to let me down easy. Uh -huh. um, but anyway, uh, 
so yeah, I got a lot done and, um, hopefully when this airs, uh, I'll have my updated pictures on the build log, but in case I don't, you can get on our Facebook page and you can catch sneak peeks of, uh, you know, current, uh, state of the assembly process. <laughs> if you, if you care to, to go look at us on Facebook, uh, there are pictures, uh, little sneak peeks out there of mine anyway. Yeah, I don't do the Facebook thing. Yeah, well, that's okay. I don't do it well. So <laughs> there we go. Um, so what'd you get done on yours? So though? I got so much done. Um, I am. All right, I'm going to go get some popcorn. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Uh, so I am also nearly ready for covering. Um, since the last time I finished, pretty much finished the fuselage, uh, it is sheeted. Um, all of the mounts and everything are glued in place for all the running gear, you know, the servos, the, uh, the retractable nose gear, the, all the airlines and all the, all that stuff, the retract valve is mounted. So I will say I did stop by your house last, last night. Was it last night? Doesn't matter uh, what it was. Yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. Um, because I had not seen your duelist yet. I mean, you always come out here and I haven't been to your right. house for a long time. Yeah. I'm impressed. I mean, like it looks oh, well, thank really you. good. And there is a whole heck of a lot more going on in yours than in mine. Yeah. Well, so retractable I, gear, nitro engines, tuned pipes. Yeah, all that. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. I mean, mine's very simple. Um, but the part that I like is we weighed your wing. Yeah. And your wing weighs over a full pound more than mine. Yes, it does. So you're going to have a, a beefy airplane. Now we're talking just the, just the, the airframe. There's no right, yeah. No gear, no no nothing. So your no servos, wood wing no. compared to my wood wing is yes, much lighter. Yes. Yeah. Like and a I'm pound, okay with that. I'm a okay. Pound with that. lighter. It's supposed to be lighter. It's electric. Well, that's fine, but it's going to fly better. And I told you when we started that mine was going to I'm hoping for under 12. If mine's well, under 12 pounds, I'll be happy. I don't think it's going to be, but we'll see. I get that, but that that I just I'm yeah, my I wing was very is heavy. surprised by how heavy it was. Yeah, my wing is is quite heavy. I mean, like I expected a few ounces more. I wasn't expecting over a over full a pound. pound. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just on the wing. Right. Right. But, but I mean, you know, I, yours looks better. Well, there's a little bit more stuff on mine too. Like you don't have your cowls on. You didn't measure yours, weigh yours with the cowls. My cowls are built into the nacelles, so they're already on the airframe. Okay, that's not. I know. I mean, that's I not know, a lot. I know, but um, also. Um, I have but hold on. My wing tips are on, yours aren't. Well, that's true. But my aileron stock is on and yours isn't. Just a very little bit. I mean you're like your my whole aileron aileron stock aren't. probably weighs what your wingtip weighs. So let's call that a wash. Okay. So um yeah, I have fully sheeted uh nacelles. Yeah. Whereas you have lightened ones so that when you cover them over, you'll have like open structure under the cover, mm -hmm. covering. Because I don't need it to be. Because you don't need it. Strong, right. Right. You don't need yours to be. I have full quarter inch, you know, seven layer aircraft ply firewalls because I have to have them. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Uh, I think you have eighth inch, I think. I have a couple layers. Uh, or? Actually, no, it's the that Falcata. Oh, and so, it's three layers that I did on that. No, that, that are, may not actually be that much lighter. That the Falcon is heavier than It than is balsa. heavier than Balsa, about 20% from what I understand. Yeah. But I so, ran them, you know, cross grain yeah. and glued them all together with wood glue. Yeah. A lot of my weight is those is those blocks, those Balsa blocks. Even though I did my best to lighten them as much as I could before I glued them in place, they're, you know, they're heavy. 
heavier, I should say, compared yeah. to you know how much you have going on. I still can't wait until we're finished just to see the difference in weight. Like I'm, you're, I'm so very Ron, much, you're you're estimating that you're going to be three ish. I'm thinking so lighter. Do you think? I would not be surprised. Yeah, yeah. It, it may even be more than that. And it see well, and it depends too because I haven't decided yet. You know, we talked last week about I think it was last week. Where to put the batteries. The battery. Yeah, batteries. Yeah. If I end up putting it inside of the fuselage, which after you kind of explained what you're talking about, I think that's not a half bad idea. It would be easy to do. Um, I'm probably just going to I hope everybody run. heard that just now. I've, I'll take I it out. I had a good idea. I'll take it out. <laughs> um, but I, I think if I do that, I'm just going to be able to fit one battery. So it's going to be a little bit less you flight get time. get in there, I bet. No. I mean, no, I really can't. Oh, you I checked you've, already. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if I just fly it with one battery, that saves over a pound <laughs> just with only having one battery. Right. And so, since I can only fit six ounce tanks in my nacelles, <laughs> you'll still probably have me on flight time. <laughs> Maybe. And could you fit the six? I thought you had to go to four. No, the six will si- fit. Okay. Yeah, the six will fit. Funny. And I may, I may make some modifications to get an eight ounce in there. We'll see. Oh, that's right. No, but I thought... Wasn't it six ounces you were trying to put in there last night and you no, couldn't it was an fit? eight I was trying to put in there. Okay. I, I didn't have a six. I had an eight and a four, and a four just fell right oh, in Oh, that's there. right. The four fit perfectly. And that would be like three minutes. <laughs> that, yeah, it wouldn't be Take very off long. and land. Take off, <laughs> do two loops, and land. Uh, hopefully uh, you get more flight time out of it than that. Well, we'll see. But anyway, yeah, so um, my fuselage is done and is considerably heavier than yours by over a pound, we've established. no. We haven't a fuselage. We haven't weighed yet. Or That's the, just wing, the wing. I'm sorry, um, but my fuselage. I'm pretty sure is going to be heavier too. Um, although I don't know. We'll, I'll weigh it tonight. But anyway, yeah, the fuselage is done. The the uh, the vertical is uh, curing as we speak. I glued that on before I headed out tonight. So um, <laughs> the empennage is on. The what fuselage is, is empennage is your tail group. Empanage. Oh, that's the whole. Yeah, empennage is the whole tail assembly as a unit. So that would be. Horizontal stab and vertical stab. Okay. They are glued on and now one with my fuselage. And so the empennage is empanage. part of the fuselage. What what other terms are there I don't know then? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I can't think of any. Okay. Right off the top of my head. You I'm put sure me there's on the spot. A, I'm I sure there's know. a ton, but <laughs> I... Well, they're probably... I've heard that before, but I never knew what it was. Okay, so the so. empennage, for anyone listening who doesn't know, an empennage re- it refers to the tail group. Uh, the horizontal stab, the, the vertical stabilizer, the rudder, the elevators, V-tail, if you have that sort of thing, that whole kind of area of the airplane is referred to as the empennage. And there the, you go. And the turtle deck is just behind, like that goes from the front of the rudder up to the back of the... Uh, the uh, yeah, from the canopy to the vertical the canopy. stab. Canopy, there you yeah, go. That's the turtle deck. That's a weird... I it mean, is weird a weird terminology. Name. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But, but that's what it means. Empennage. I, I'm assuming that's probably a French word. I don't know. Sounds like it. Probably invented it, by Blériot. Anyway, I Louis Blériot, the next no. French, it, French aviation guy. No. Sorry. Yeah, he was competing with the Wright brothers back in the day. Hold on. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I've been yeah. thinking of that wrong the whole time. I thought it was always like a Beloit or something. No, it's a Blériot. Uh, B-L-E-R-I-O-T. With the with the weird I feel thing so over the o. stupid. Why? You never studied it really. Well, I never I've only seen it written. Oh. And I Blario. Okay. 
Wow, I'm glad I've never said that out loud then. Well, I, it's entirely possible that I am mispronouncing it, but that's how I've always... Well, if it's French, that makes sense. I never knew, like, it was French. <laughs> Beloit. <laughs> that's like good. the Nuremberg and Nuremberg and Thank you. So anyway, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I had to, um, a little funny story, I did have to cut my wing open. Because I I forgot, Uh, I got in such a a hurry uh, when I was sheeting the wings back way back when. Um, Would would you believe we've been working on these things since September, like in earnest, really since August? You know. um, Anyway, I'm kind of impressed that we're as far along as we are, though, Uh, (laughs) because the first airplane I built took me like seven years. So. Although I'm not done yet, so well, that's true. It is still in the bones. Actually, so. the first first airplane I built is I have not finished, and I don't plan on finishing. Oh, so well, that's okay. I have an airplane downstairs in my basement that I've been working on for about ten years now. So which one is that? The Camel. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. That's never going to be finished. It will. No, it won't. Yes, it will. No, I um, don't think I'll ever see it. No, maybe not. I don't know. You. I mean, I'm trying right. to reverse psychology thing. I know you are, and I'm resisting. <laughs> So anyway, I had to cut open the wing. I forgot in the haste to get them sheeted to um, install the blocks that the hold down uh, bolts go through. Yeah. So what I did, um, which I thought was pretty clever, I didn't want to mess up the sheeting that was visible when the airplane is assembled, Uh which would be the bottom in this case. So what I did is I cut open the top sheeting right ahead of the rear spar which is where the blocks Yeah, it's where it's supposed to be. And I cut that open such that it would fit three layers of quarter-inch aircraft ply blocks laminated together that I could fit down into the pocket. I know it's hard to imagine without having, you know, a picture of it or or whatever, but... Go to the website and we'll have a picture uploaded, right? Well, you'll see the tops of of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway... So I uh, I basically just filled that cavity on either side of the of the center ribs where the bolts go through, uh, with filled it with plywood essentially, mm-hmm. just laminated blocks, three quarters of an inch thick, uh, that matched the profile of the plan, and I ran them all the way down to the top sheeting or the bottom sheeting so yeah. that they tie all that together, uh-huh. and then I laid a little fillet of epoxy in the top there and sanded that smooth and. Drilled my holes. Uh, but it's going to be plenty stout, I think. I well, yeah, I think it will be too. But it's funny. When you first sent me the picture of that, like I don't – I didn't pay much attention to it. I saw it come through and I was like, what? That, is, that looks so weird. So I saw that it was like the plywood. I didn't know it was plywood. And it just looked to me like it was uh, – uh, like sticks going across, like toothpicks or something. And I was <laughs> like, like it was what? a grate. Yeah, I was like, what is that? Is that like a cool? He's got a thing vent in there. Or I don't something? understand what, but yeah. <laughs> so that makes more sense now, uh, yeah. actually knowing what it is yeah, supposed so to be it's doing. Plywood. It's basically just yeah. stacks of plywood that I epoxied together and filled that void with, which is going to be very, very solid where the bolts go through. Yeah. Um, my only real fear, and it's a small one, but it's a fear, is that since I didn't build those into the wing before I sheeted them, I can't see, there's no way for me to inspect the glue joint up there or down at the bottom sheeting. Yeah. I'm fairly confident I got a good layer of epoxy in there and I held them up there against that and used some sticks and stuff to hold the blocks tight against that. I'm fairly certain I got a good joint, but 
time will tell. You know, when I do the first inverted snap roll and the wing comes off the airplane and there's two perfect block size holes in the bottom of the sheeting where they pull through, then I'll know. Hey, we will have good video of that at least. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, so yeah, had to tell on myself there a little bit. I got in a hurry, so. Um, Haste makes waste, Tom. But here's the deal. Like we're not, we don't have instructions. No, we, we're we're building from plans. Yeah. Uh, so we don't have instructions. So we don't have the benefit of somebody. I mean, yes, we could have. I could have reached out to some friends on RC groups, and probably somebody could have sent me a scanned copy of their original Pika kit instructions, which would have been close. Um, but anyway, close enough for what we're doing. I figure if that's the biggest mistake I've made in this build, then I'm I'm doing okay. Well, at least you have a, a background in knowing what you're doing. I mean, this, oh, well, this is, this has been a kit. I mean, or not a kit. This has been a, it's been a project. I mean, this is, for sure. this is difficult. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, it's not. Like, I don't think I was we didn't, ready. We didn't choose the easiest subject <laughs> to cover for a, a plans build on, no, on the podcast. I, I don't think I was ready for the amount of sanding and everything that went into this one. Oh my gosh, the sanding. Because what I've done before <clears> has <throat> been fairly simple. You know, square edges where you just kind of yeah. lightly kiss the edges to round them over a little bit, yeah. as opposed to actually sanding like <laughs> half of a quarter inch block away. It's funny that you say that because you were over last night mm-hmm. and and you looked at all the blocks that had been shaped on my airframe, and you looked at me and you said, "How did you do this before you had the belt sander?" <laughs> and so I had to be honest. I was like, "Well, you know, gave you the old sawing motion with the arm back and forth with a sanding block. That's how." I did it. But let me tell you, having done it with a belt sander, I will never not do it with a belt sander again. I'm here to tell you. It's time for RC Plane Labs Tool of the Week. Which is why that's our... Tool of the Week. Yeah. Very handy. Extremely handy. Um, Um, Man. They're unfortunately a little bit pricey. Like the cheapest ones that I've found, like quality ones, are about 150 ish. You can get a little bit cheaper than that. Yeah. Now that's for a four inch wide by 36 belt with an incorporated six inch disc Correct. sander on it, which is nice um, because it doesn't just have to be for your hobby. I mean, these things right. have have lots and lots of uses. I mean, I've used this thing. Now, granted, the one I got was part of that deal that we talked about a while back. That I bought that way guy, back when. Yeah, uh, bought, bought all those tools, and this came with it. Um, but I have used that thing on all sorts of other projects around the house. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a little tough to swallow. One hundred and fifty ish bucks for a new one, uh, a quality one anyway. Um, but man, if you're handy, you can do so much stuff with this thing. Yeah, and I cannot tell you how many hours. I mean, really, hours <laughs> of of time it has saved me on on just this duelist project. Oh, I can imagine. I, I <laughs> so like the few times that I've had to do a, a big like sanding job on this to do the fuselage or to round some of the corners and stuff on it. I'm out in the shop for five, six, seven minutes, you know, and then right. I'm walking inside. Yeah. Um, I cannot, like, I really cannot imagine doing it <laughs> with a razor plane and yeah. a hand sander. That's how I have done it in the past. And let me tell you. That's um, just, that's nuts. I will not be doing it that way again. <laughs> even right. if even if I had to go buy a brand new one, I yeah. would. Well, right. Knowing I mean, what I know now. How many times have I said the right tool for the job makes everything easier? Absolutely. And if I haven't said it before, I'll say it again. The right tool for the job makes everything <laughs> easier. I That's mean, true. I, I mean, love tools. This thing has saved me so much time. It re- 
It really has. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, so yeah, lots and lots of sanding. It was funny because, you know, like I said, you asked me, how did you do this before a belt sander? Well, that's how. Sanding Manually. Block and and uh, razor plane, which I still use. I mean, I'm not going to like get rid of those tools completely. Oh, no, I used them like on the leading edge and, right. and that kind of stuff too. And there's been several things where it's just, I'm not doing a big amount of sanding or I, you know, I don't want to have to go out to the shop to do that. So I'll just use a, a little bit of uh, or razor Or maybe the length is too here. long to fit on the belt or, or whatever, yeah. which you can, there's you can ways around it a little that bit, too. But, but yeah. Um, that is one thing though, you have to be careful because I'll, I'll call you out on it. You sanded through your nose. I did. Um, you can see it in the pictures too. So I'm it, not trying to hide it. No, I'm not saying you're trying to hide I it. Know. I'm just saying I'm bringing it up in case you didn't. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they will. It's, the, it's and easy. that's my fault actually because I. Well, yeah. In an effort my fault to keep when I did mine. Well, <laughs> in an effort to keep the airframe light, I'm hollowing out as much of the blocks as I can. Yeah. And I got it a little too thin, and then yeah, I found I found exactly how thin I got it when I hit it with the belt sander. <laughs> It's so thin, it's hollow. But, I mean, no, I, I, I understand. I'll probably do the same thing and have to start over on mine. Um, well, I hope not. But knowing me, I probably no, will. there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about on mine. Um, okay, there would be more than one thing more I want to talk about. But uh, so because of the what I chose to do with my gear, uh, we talked about it in the last episode. I'm making uh, making provisions deviating from the plans slightly so that I can get longer gear legs. Oh, yeah. So that I can run, you know, 10-inch props on our grass field with with no no problem. Um, and I think I may have mentioned this on the last episode also that I actually had to move my my Nose. F1 fire or my former former, thank you, forward, which now my fuselage is probably pretty close to the same length as yours. Um I'm not finished yet. <laughs> <laughs> Still nice. have my nose. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, 15 foot long nose what's, on that airplane. What's the shark that has the, the spear that sticks out the very front? Oh, Or what's yeah. the airplane that has that? Is that like an intruder well, or something? Well, there's a kingfisher that has that. That's uh, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's so a, that's that's what I'll end up doing. I'll just yeah. have like a, a spear that sticks out eight <laughs> inches just to be there sure. You go, just to be sure. <laughs> um, but what I didn't talk about last week was what I'm going to have to do to the nose gear itself to get it the length I need so that I'm not sitting at a weird angle when the airplane's sitting on the gear. Um, so I looked around as, you know, I spent an, an exhaustive afternoon on the internet looking for the right nose gear <laughs> that I could get long enough to do what I need to do. And I know I'm running in the risk of, of you know, a gear leg that's too long is going to be springy wobbly. and wobbly. and Wibbly wobbly. Uh, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm prepared for that. Uh, but what I'm going to have to do basically is I'm going to have to cut the nose, the, the gear wire that I have now and uh, install a Robart RoboStrut to get extra length. So it's going to look kind of weird. What's so a like RoboStrut? Oh, so... So Robart makes, you know, retractable landing gear. And they also make scale, like, oleo-type retra- or uh, spring shock-absorbing struts. Say oleo? Yes, oleo. Like the, like the Oleo butter? struts. I don't know what that is. So an oleo strut is basically a shaft that slides inside another shaft with a spring on the inside and then two scissor links to hold it in alignment. So as it moves up and down, the scissor links, you know, do this sort of a thing, this scissoring motion I'm doing with my hands. Um, and it's shock-absorbing. That's an oleo strut. Okay. I'm still not 100% there, but I'm 
I'll, I'll so imagine, understand. So imagine a hollow tube with a shaft that, that fits inside it. Okay. Okay. Sure. And then imagine a spring on top of the shaft that's terminated at the top of the of the tube, right? Okay. And the tube as it moves inside the, or I'm sorry, the shaft as it moves inside the tube bears on that spring, right? Compresses the spring, so on. Well, how do you, you have to figure out a way to keep all that from spinning because your axle is going to be attached to that rod or that okay. shaft. And to keep that from spinning or anti-rotating, anti, it's an anti-rotation <laughs> device. It's a scissor link. So you've got one link that comes down off of the tube, one link that comes up off the shaft, and they're tied together with a pin, right? And then as the as the shaft moves up inside the tube, the scissor link is what allows okay. that motion, but kind it also keeps it from rotating. So that's kind of what you see like on full-size like jets and that kind exactly. of stuff. It's called an oleo strut. Oh, I say I never knew that. Yeah. But see, I'm learning more. There you go. So like, anyway, robot like the makes... F-18s and stuff have those. I mean, that's what... Right. I mean, so that's the... Yes. Okay. Oleo. Yeah. Okay. That's the Sorry, that's I the term for that but... style of, of anti-rotation. I always wondered what that was for. Like, I never knew mm-hmm. the whole... Well, yeah, because the axle comes off at an angle, and if there was nothing to keep that from spinning, as soon as it touches down, it would want to snap back, and then you got no <laughs> steering, right? <laughs> I got you. So okay. The, so cool. the scissor links are what keeps yeah. it from from doing that anti-rotation. Cool. Uh, but anyway, Robart Manufacturing, uh, they make retractable landing gear and they make scale, they call them robo struts. That's what the Robart calls them uh, because they are Robart struts, yeah. robo struts. Got it. Uh, so I have one in the 532 diameter, which is the wire. Uh, so I'm going to cut the, the wire on my current nose gear and then attach to that wire a robo strut to get the extra length I need. So it's it's going to look a little funny, I think. Well, it but might look kind of cool, though. It might. Maybe. It, maybe. It, I'm hoping, what I'm really hoping for, if anyone out there is familiar with an F-7F Tiger Cat, which is a World War II Navy twin-engine fighter, actually, um, they were very kind of similar in, in outline to our duelists, actually. Uh, very slender, sleek nose. And I always remember the nose gear on those things was like, if you ever saw a front view with them sitting on the gear, that was the first thing you noticed because it was so long because they had to be so long because it was tucked up into that uh, streamlined nose. So I'm hoping that that's the look I get, but we'll see. So the little scissor part, is that going to go closer to the wheel or closer to the fuselage? Um, I'm hoping it'll be closer to the fuselage. Oh, see, I think it'd look cooler closer to the wheel. Well, the, the actual scissor link is actually down by the axle. Okay. More so or less. That's. But I'm, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to hide the whole thing. Oh. But, but well, I'm not going to no, be able to. If it looks cool, make it stand out. Paint uh, it pink. Paint, paint it pink? I don't know. Make it stand out. No, I'm not going to do that. Fine. I'm not painting it pink. Oh, I'm going to do it when you're not looking. Uh, <laughs> good luck finding pink paint. Uh, really? I don't know. Was, We've got like craft paint over here. That's, I mean, there's so well, much. It'll be easy to wipe off. I'll just wipe it off. Well, I don't want to destroy it. Oh, okay. Spray paint from a foot away. Yeah. So we were talking about sanding. And <clears throat> the the our older listeners may be able to... Uh, um, commiserate with me um, <laughs> as I've gotten older when so I've been building airplanes a long time many 
and many, I've never, I've never really been, I've, I've been lucky. I've been fortunate that I've never really been affected um, by balsa dust or the fumes from the glues that we use or epoxy or any of that <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, you've been affected. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I'll give you that one. Um, yeah, that, I'm definitely not right. Um, but um, for years, the balsa dust never bothered me. I never mm -hmm. had any kind of, you know, respiratory trouble, never caused coughing or I've never had issues with balsa dust until <laughs> now. You never, you never wore a mask? Never. Never wore, and I, I know, don't look at me that way. These Ron are, has given me the look. These are judgy eyes. Yeah, very. Very. Um, but no, I, I never have until now. Um, so for those out there listening who don't wear masks when you're sanding or if you're using, you know, really nasty chemicals, wear a mask. Uh, because, man, I am really paying for it now. <laughs> well, I just, I don't like, I don't like doing a lot of sawdust stuff without a mask. I mean, like, I actually wear a respirator. It's not just a mask. It's the, you know, the dual little cartridge With respirator that right. when you talk and, and stuff, you feel like, uh, 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 what was his face? Dark Helmet from, uh, uh, oh my gosh. Darth why am I Vader. I never space saw balls. that. I never saw that balls. one, but I'm thinking, or yeah, Spaceballs. Yeah. Um, so that is what I like. Whenever I do a lot of the dust stuff, that's what I what I end up wearing, um, only because I don't like coughing that stuff up later. Well, see, I've never, I've never, like until recently, I've never even had that kind of reaction. Like the next day, I'd be fine. I wouldn't be coughing or hacking or any of that. You know what's different now, though? What? No, here, here seriously. No, seriously. What? what is what is different this time than when you've when you've done it before? You're using a power tool that's throwing that the sawdust up a lot more than doing it by hand. If what you did before was taking most of that off well, with a razor plane and then just doing the final sanding, you don't think so? Well, yeah, uh, probably. Uh, but I've had like on the last little project I worked on that little cloud dancer thing, mm -hmm. I, I was having issues then, and I didn't use the belt sander for that project. Well, at all. theory's blown out of the water, um, but, but it definitely was much worse this time. And I keep the belt sander out in the garage. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that. I think yeah, you I think there'll to. be a there'll be a picture coming. You can't do that inside. No, absolutely not. Um, Unless you have one of those nice vacuum ones that that has the vacuum thing that those even might, with that oh really yeah okay. I mean that gets rid of ninety percent of it but still ten percent or so is okay. just every I mean that's huh, fair enough that's why you have to have a shop um yeah I forgot see where a I was. properly stocked shop here we go again right tools a shop and everything you're right so yeah bottom line do do yourselves a favor if you're gonna get into balsa building um, at least one of those um, particulate dust yeah. masks. And it does make a difference. Like I oh, wore sure. it uh, when I was doing some stuff out in the garage on the Duelist. And yeah, no no issues whatsoever. But man, as soon as I went inside and just touched my <laughs> vertical stabilizer with the sanding bar, it was like instant coughing. Yeah. So as I've gotten older, um, take, you know, learn from me, wear masks now so you don't have issues later. Yep. Yeah. So, and apparently wood dust, wood fibrous is is cancer causing. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Yeah. I read something online because I was <laughs> I was a little concerned about all the coughing <laughs> the other night. And uh, yeah, I read somewhere on there that um, balsa, 
that's sold, I think, in California, I think actually has to have one of those warnings on it, I think. Everything that's sold in California has to have one of those warnings on it. That's true. So, right or wrong, I don't know, but I mean, it seems like you could buy anything in California and it has that Prop 65 stuff. Yeah. You're you're probably right. Not that it's wrong, but just I'm saying... Anything, anyway. anything you buy here, it's like 49 states, you're fine. Buy yeah. it, I don't care. But if you're in California, you yeah. have to read this label. Right, right. Uh, and I love it. It's only in California. This is known to cause cancer. Well, don't buy it there. Right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So so anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the I, – I went a little long there, but that's where, where I'm at. Um, and I did touch on, you know, we talked, we giggled a little bit about the, the fuel tank <laughs> that I'm going to be able to fit in my nacelles. More to follow on that. So I'm going to I'm gonna do a little creative rearranging and maybe some creative cutting. And You ought to just put one big tank in the center fuselage. Ooh, with two hoppers. Hey, that's a good idea, actually. And then, you know, just make it, you know, that, it's a perfect shape in order to make like a hatch on the top. And then you could put your fuel tanks in the fuselage. I could. Uh Uh-huh. Or I could just find a way to mount, say, like a 12-ounce tank in the fuselage and then run two lines to two hopper tanks, like little four-ounce jobs in the nacelles. That's actually not a bad idea. No, I thought it was a great idea. I might look into that. You know what you should do? Get the actual like fuel tank bladders like real airplanes have and put them in your wings. I mean, so anyway, what's that's, weight? That's well, you're where already we're like at three pounds with the duelists. You're, you're a pound heavier than me. Why not be like five? <laughs> Why not pounds be heavier? five pounds heavier? Sure, make it have to go 150 miles an hour uh, in order to get enough lift. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> that's where that's where we're at with the duelists. Uh, it was a big update, um, but lots got done, and hopefully next week we'll be covering one of us. Hopefully, well, if I get it in time. I did order more, even from the same place, for some odd reason. Well, um, for sure, I'll be able to cover because I have my covering. Well, yeah, you bought like eighty-five <laughs> rolls for a dollar. Okay, it wasn't. So you always got to be looking out for deals, right? I never knew there was deals, or well, else I would have done the same out thing. There, Facebook Marketplace. There's deals. I don't do Facebook. Well, really. you need to. I I mean, like I get on there every now and there's then. There's really but I cool. Don't. There's really cool RC airplane groups on on Facebook also, and buy and sell. Yeah, I'm part and of trade. a lot of those. Like I I go there. My whole Facebook feed is nothing but RC airplane stuff. Like, and that's, that's not a bad thing. No, I'm not complaining at all. I like it. So that's that's how I do it. Okay. Okay, that's enough of me rambling about where I I'm agree. at with the duelist. That was, yeah, that, that was, was long winded, and I apologize, but I am super, super excited because you're going to be covering my airplane. Me. Looks, I mean, it's a duelist, right? I mean, it's a duelist. It's going to be nice, and I'm so excited. I'm ready. Let's go fly him. Well, I asked the question last night, so we set a goal January first yeah. to have these things ready to go. Yeah. And then I asked you last night, and and you said... No, I said no. Go <laughs> ahead, bring it up. I think that's a dingy idea, but go on. I don't on. think it's a dingy. So it doesn't count. What if airplane's ready to go? Because I, I'm going to have some tinkering to do. No, ask the question first. Okay. If my airplane is ready to fly, like uh-huh. engines mounted, fueled up, running even, mm-hmm. and I and I only run them on the bench to or run them on the table out at the field to get them tuned or whatever, and I don't actually fly, uh-huh. does it count? No. Flying on January 1st is the goal. Okay. So 
here's the thing. <laughs> you can you can spin it however you want, but if your plane is not in the air under its own power on January 1st, you have missed the deadline. Here's the thing. <laughs> um, and this is m- my fault, not anyone else's fault. I chose this path uh, to go nitro because that's what the old duelist yeah, that's, was. That's, that's what fine. prompted this whole project. Right, because you crashed yours. Right. Had you not, just think, by the way, had you done a pre-flight check on that one all those many, many moons ago, we would not be here today. And what the heck would we have talked about for the last 40 minutes? I'm just saying, thank you thank <laughs> you for crashing. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so because I'm going to run two nitro engines, they need to be you know, reliable. They need to produce at least close to the same amount of power, and that's measured by RPM on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Everything else being equal, same props, same fuel, same everything. Um, I feel like I've got a lot of tuning in front of me. And it's, by the way, it was 32 degrees today. Do you know how hard it is for me to get motivated to get out of my garage and run engines in my garage prior to January 1st, which will probably be 20 degrees that day or colder? Come out here. I'll turn the heat on in the garage. We can crack a door when you're ready to run them and we'll be fine. I mean, it's actually a good idea. Let's not let's not use that as a crutch. We can make. Well, I'm this not trying work. to. I'm not trying to set it up ahead. I'm just saying, you know, I do have like even though I'm really close to the finish, which I really am compared to where I started. Yeah. Um. There's going to be at least probably a couple days worth of of just me fiddling with the engines. We've got a, a full weekend sometime. Which, by the way, my, up, we can do my other one came today. Yes, Tom bought another <laughs> Irvine. So this one's an ABC. So, um, unfortunately, what we talked about last night, it's not going to work. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the only ABC Irvine that I own. So, you were, gonna, you were concerned because you had the ones that you have have different carburetors on them, and they're actually the different construction. We've talked about that before, to where right. one is the, the, the press bearing or right. whatever it was. Right. And you're concerned about getting the same RPM out of them. Yes. So, the one you ordered yes. has the same carburetor. It does. As one of the ones that you already have. Right. So, you're going to use that. That's still the plan. That's still the plan? I was hoping that when I got the engine in my hot little hands, I would look through the... Because he didn't have any pictures, and he couldn't answer the question whether it was ABC or not. He didn't know the difference. Um, so, I looked through the exhaust port, and sure enough, there's no ring on the piston. So, which is fine. Um, it has great compression. Uh, which it'll it'll be a good engine on its own. So are you just switching out the carburetor? So then? what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the carburetor off of that one that matches the uh, other one. one of the other ones, and yeah. then I'll continue with I'll press with the two engines that I was planning on using, and just use this carburetor on the one that didn't have the other carburetor. I, that yeah, I think sense. that makes sense to me. Yeah, I think so. The work. only difference between the two engines now will, will be the will be crank. a physical difference. It's not hopefully a performance difference. Yeah. So. We'll oh, that's fine. But that's going to take some running on the stand before I, you know, before I commit to putting them in the air. Well, like I said, we can put a an exhaust pipe on it and go out the window if we need to, or even just straight out the door. Well, I'll open run the door them. a little bit. I'll run them with the pipes. I mean, they'll have. Well, no, I mean, oh, to you get mean the exhaust out. out. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Or if you, like I said, we can throw the heat on and just open a door. Well, it's supposed to be not too bad this weekend, even though I have to work. I have. Oh, do you? Yeah. Man, that happens a lot. Yeah. Um. But I think Sunday, I think Sunday is going to be an early day, I think, for us. And I think the weather is supposed to be kind of decent-ish for December. Like 50s, I thought I saw. 45, uh, 50. And I didn't see anything over like low 40s. 
Oh, really? Dang it. Last I looked, it was 45 to... Anyway. Um, okay. So January 1st, fly or bust? Well, that's... Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. I'm, I'll try. I'm... That's full speed ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough about my duelist. Yeah. So we'll, like I said, we'll see what happens then. Yep. All right. What else would you like to talk about? Well, I got an email from, from Gary um, about our last week's episode. And he said, Ron, he said, you're sad that the Blue Angels are switching from the F-18 Hornet to the F-A-18 Super Hornet, but you say nothing about Fat Albert switching from a C-132. Oh, to the J model. Yeah, from a C-130T to a C-130J. Yep. Uh, can a prop guy get some love? Honestly, you should give Tom some <laughs> crap as a C-130 guy and not pointing this out. That's absolutely true. Um, so what's I, the, what, I don't even know what the difference uh, is. Yeah, I did not uh, I did not mention that. Well, not, it's not old news, right? It's it's new. They, you know, they, the Blue Angels are switching from a C-130, I believe it was a T, uh, to now the, the J model. And there's huge differences between the old uh, legacy C-130s and the new J model. Um, and, and some of the differences are electronic. Well, most of the differences are electronic. The C-130J is a little bit bigger, longer, has uh, newer engines, newer props. Um, it's just it's a better airplane. Um, as with Evolution, you know, they always seem to get better. Um, but yeah, the uh, so the T model C-130s have been, you know, they've been on the kind of the chopping block for some time and haven't been able to get much support for them. Um, I, I don't know when they're, when the, the last Fat Albert was constructed. Fat Albert is what they call their, their C-130, by the way. I don't know if you know that or not. Fat yeah. Or, hey, hey, hey. Sorry, that's my best Fat Albert impersonation I could come up with. Oh my God! <laughs> Sorry about that. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> do, you, do you remember? Anyway, no, I've ne- I've never cartoon, seen the show, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, anyway, that's what they call their C-130, and so the T model, I think it was a T model, has been on the chopping block for a while, <laughs> and so they've been gonna have to replace it eventually. And they announced it last year that uh, they actually got uh, a, a J model 130 from, uh, I believe it was uh, the Royal. Navy, maybe, or maybe the Royal Air Force. I think it was the Royal Air Force of all places, who were announced in two thousand, way back in two thousand ten, that they were going to retire early some of their J models. So it's been speculated for quite a while that the Navy, the Blue Angels, were going to update, and also eventually the Thunderbirds also going to update eventually. Um, What's the new version of the of the F sixteen? Well, I mean, they're probably not going to go to an, another F sixteen. Oh, change completely? You can't um, do that either. Come on. So anyway, it's been it's been well known for a while that uh, that the Navy is going to update Fat Albert to a new transport, and it only made sense to go J model. So when they announced that last year, it was like, oh well, okay, that's a shocker. So n- not that it was old news, but it was news that I had already processed in my brain. You know what I'm saying? So when we were talking about the Blue Angels updating the fighters, that was news to me because I don't really keep up with fighters much. I mean, well, I read stuff. I don't either, you know, whatever, but I saw but, the article and I um, cried a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was actually, you know, when they when they announced, you know, that they were getting this uh, J model from uh, Europe, I was actually like, yeah, man, that's that's awesome. Uh, the J model is a great airplane. Um, 
not good in the sense that it actually eliminates a couple of jobs. <laughs> so they, they don't keep a flight engineer on them anymore because of all the electronic redundancies and all the glass that's in the cockpit. It does that all for the pilots now. And I believe navigators are on the on the chopping block also. We have GPS now, right? Right. Huh. So, um, but it is a great airplane. I've uh, ridden on one twice now. Um, the J? Mm-hmm. Cool airplane. So the props are really, really groovy. Six so, blades on each one. I don't know if you've seen them or not, but they're they're very, very slick looking. What's the difference between that and like the like so the T or the older version? Right. Do they look the same? Do they? They, they? Yeah, they look very similar. Like so, the J model's longer. It's like a well. There's there's I think there's a couple of different versions, and Gary's gonna probably murder me on this, but I, I believe there's <laughs> like a stretch version, and then there's like the standard version, and they're kind of measured without getting too much into detail, because I'm not sure how much I can actually talk about, but they're kind of measured in terms of how many pallet positions they they have, they can hold. And a, and a legacy, an H model, a T model, whatever, um, can hold, let's say it can hold eight pallet positions. The J model can hold like 12. So it's a better... It's a more versatile. It's a more usable. It's a. It's more capable. So uh, is that the same size pallets, or are they just getting smaller pallets? <laughs> it's a standardized pallet that the Air Force uses. Oh, okay. I, so, I don't know. Um, yeah, like I said, without. Yeah, I mean, that's I could fine. Go on and on about that sort of thing, but yeah, we don't want so, you to. Yeah, I mean, everybody's heard me ramble on long enough for this episode, but <laughs> yeah, they they are updating to the J model, and um, yeah, it's awesome. That'll still have the, Albert. the the rocket boosters on the side and that kind of stuff. I don't know. Um, it would, it I would assume to. so. I mean, you can't not. Right. I would assume that it, it probably will still do that as part of its demonstration, but I'm not sure if I've seen a J model with Jado yet. Hmm. Like either in experimentation or anything like that. So well, I don't know. if they don't have that, there's no reason to <laughs> Maybe fly they'll just have smoke show. canisters on the back <laughs> and just light off the smoke for when they take off to make them look like Jados. But then it doesn't take off at 45 degrees or well, whatever it does. True. Well, it can get close to that anyway, if it's light. Well, it's empty when they take off the air show. So, yeah. So there you go. Cool. Yeah, so thanks uh, for... Calling me out on mm-hmm. that. Um, I appreciate yeah, that. It's not that it's not that I don't have love for prop guys. It was just to me, it was it was not old news, but it was news that I had already processed and sort of gotten over the excitement of already. So <laughs> so when we were talking about it, I it, it just completely slipped my mind. So I apologize to the prop guys out there. There you go. All yeah. right. Anything else you want to talk about tonight? Oh gosh, man, I sure went on and on about my duelist. But, I know, uh, like I have a bunch of other stuff I want to talk about, but we are way like yeah. getting to the, the. So I apologize. End Next of- week's update will be very short because hopefully it will just be me saying, "Yeah, I covered it." Well, but after you cover <laughs> it, you should be able to put the motors on and tune them. Well, I'm actually, not- we have to get because it's it's December now. I know. So we I we know. we gotta we gotta get serious about yes, this. I agree. Anyway, so anyway, no, that's all I've got. Okay. Well, then, until next time, I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. Good night. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. 
Until next time, may your landings be gentle.